Yeah. <laughs> I want to get my hair cut, man. I want to get my hair cut. So I got to, I got to, you it's know, a nice I, guy, I, bro. I'm, thank you. I've been very vocal about having female barbers. I prefer female barbers. Why? A woman barber? So good. What is a woman, Mike? <laughs> what? What is a woman? A barber, a, a barber that identifies as a woman? That's not what I asked you. You said, you said a woman. I said, what is a woman? So you got a, a barber. You prefer a barber that's a woman. There we go. See, see, that's how you do that. That's how you do that. You, you ask direct questions to people that are woke, and they can't answer because it changes day by day. <laughs> there isn't a static. <laughs> there isn't a static answer. So, so you had to pivot <laughs> back to the point <laughs> when I was making. I was telling my story. He tried to correct me because I don't want to get trolled right now. I don't want to get trolled, and exactly. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing this to myself. I did this. I'm like, not doing it. No, no, no. Because this is not a. This is not a. This is not a 20 second troll with Chris. You can't just troll Chris and Chris will troll you for 30 seconds. Give you a drop line, like he said. He will give you, and now I got to deal with all that, and I just can't. I just, I just no, no, no. Proceed, my good brother. Go ahead. Like I was saying, I, I prefer female barbers. <laughs> Because they smell good and their hands are clean. And I can't stress enough, those are the two things you want when you have a barber. I don't know if you've ever experienced a male barber that's in his 40s whose hands smell like doo-doo. It's like you go to the bathroom, wipe his butt, and then just get up. So I've had that happen. Somebody trying to line your mustache up with hands that smell like doo-doo. So you got to walk home and not lick your lips because you're scared you're going to get some type of E. coli infection. So you're walking up the street a quarter mile with the white ring around your mouth because you are desperately dehydrated. So now you walk on the street look with a fresh cut looking like a crackhead in the face though because this is a white ring around your mouth. You got to wash your whole face now. You get in the house, you don't wash your hands first. You wash your face first because your hands are, your dirty hands are cleaning in your face because this, this mongrel was touching your face with his dirty fingers. So anyway, I say all that to say, this lady gave me an undercut. Didn't know what that was. What's that <laughs> Don't know what that was. An undercut is what she described my haircut as because I said I like to wear my hair back in a little ponytail, you know. You know, mm -hmm. she cut, but I'm going to show y'all the secret why I wear my hair down right now. She cut my hairline away. You see that? Oh, she did up and away. That is, that is not. She gave me the blade. She gave me the blade. <laughs> she gave me the Wesley Snipes, the blade cut. That's what she, did she gave me. Wait, 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 wait. Did she, did she fade you all the way around? Sonia, she faded me all the way around. It's on both sides, though. She gave me the blade, bro. Look, the blade. You see that? Where's my hairline, bro? Wow. She cut it away. Yeah, man. I've been rocking this for a little bit, man. I'm looking like I'm IMX. I don't mind. <laughs> Let me take you home from school. Oh, wait, did, did, did she line you up? Did, 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 did she line you up? What up? What's she line up? I'm saying she like cut this it though. off. No, I'm saying no, 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 no. Because no. one thing I noticed that she didn't fade you. She just she just shaved. It was just a thing, bro. So now I'm just trying to. I've been thugging it out, man. Looking like you know Roger from Sister Sister. You know. Hey yo, Sacho Bob. Loki? Not even Sacho Bob. Sacho Cecil. That's his brother. <laughs> With the local. Yeah, <laughs> With the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out there. yeah. Cecil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. Mike was talking about some build back better. Build back better, bro. That's, I, dude, I feel like it's an incredible slogan. Build back better. Because that's what I feel like I'm doing in my life. I'm building it back better. You know what I mean? It's better than it was before. Because I'm building it back with intentionality yeah. and focus. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, I think it's clever. I actually do think it's good. Ain't no subject. What are we building back? <laughs> what are we building back? What's the that's subject? That's the thing. It's, it's, it, it can be anything, right? It can be anything. Whether it, whether it's you as a person, you're trying to build yourself back up, whether it's a community, you're going through community, you know, revitalization, you're building that back up. Whether it's like, it could be anything, bro. It could be your organization, you're building it back. Like, it could be how we need to rethink our world, bro. Got to build it back better. Hmm. Interesting. Much like Biden, he's anything. <laughs> what is that? Is that supposed to be an insult? An African-American African, an African um, uh, vernacular. <laughs> He anything, dog. He anything. It's not good. You don't want to be anything. <laughs> you don't want to be anything. You want to be something. You want to be somebody like they used to mm -hmm. be in the 90s. I am somebody. So, man, I, I, I dislike Build Back Better. I don't think it's a good slogan. I think they just did it for the bees because Biden. Build Back Better. Biden. Biden. Build Back Better. Build Back what? So what's a better slogan then? Change. How is change different than Build Back Better? It's not, what's the focus? It's an action. Change. Build back better. That's a call to action. Nah. Build what back better? Change what? Everything. Build back everything better. Build back better is a complete thought, but it's a fragment. 
Change is a complete action. It's about at the change. What am I changing? And then you got Obama face. Come on, man. But but, but I'm saying, but I don't say. But then the the it's an implicit. It's implicit. It's implicit. Exactly. But, but, exactly. but, 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 but like change. Change can be positive. Change can be negative. You know what I'm saying? So like, what are we talking about? Change it. Build back better. The focus is on the better because you're building back better than you did before. Build back from what? Everybody was up. The world was up when when, when Michael was in. The world was up. Everybody was up. It was free money coming from the government. You know what I'm saying? You ain't had to go to the office. We were demoralized in spirit. It was lit. I was up. You get these little stimulus packages. Scammers were scamming. Uh, Young Thug was free. You know, social services programs were canceled. That's they right. were burgeoning. No, 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 no. That, 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 that was happening in, in, in the process. They, they were fighting what for services? laws to People do these things. The EBTs, EBTs were still hitting. What are you talking about? That's the only social service that really matter. EBT. We know it. It's the f- currency of the black community. EBT. So, you so would you fans? say, would you say make America great again is far better than better? better? Hold on. Let me take a second and say this. Like, subscribe, follow Beyond Her and even on YouTube, man. If you're watching, like and subscribe. If you're listening, like and subscribe. And if you really want to hold us down, send us to somebody, bro. We try and grow the podcast, man. So... Yeah, man. Beyond her and evil. YouTube backslash beyond her and evil. Personally, I would think, I think bias, bro. Change, I think change and hope are better, especially when you get the caveat at the N word. Change, nigga. You know what I'm saying? For hope, nigga. Like, that's, come on, bro. Like, you, we all know that's why they couldn't put the rest. That's, it's a, that's the period. You know, that, 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 that the period in the sentence. It's supposed to be change. Come yeah, that's, nigga. A, you know, that's an N. It's a change. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm that's what we're really saying. That's what we're really mm-hmm. hoping for. We hope, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And I, but you want to know what? Only want to know about what Obama sound like saying the N word. Like it probably sound mad important. Yeah. Imagine you walk up to Obama. Oh, what's up, my nigga? <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying? What? My heart started beating fast. What? Do you say it back? Do you do you say what's up, nigga? I don't know what you would say. I don't know if Obama called you the N word. What would you say? You got it, cause I feel like you just being shocked. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Him cursing though probably sound regal as hell. You just like, yo, man, that shit sounded extra important. Sound like God talking to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine he, I mean, whatever piece we never seen Obama yelling somebody. Imagine Obama yelling at you. He your father. That in that bass. You think he got bass in his voice too? That's yeah. Ah. Man, a bird tone. You know what I'm saying? So he sounded like one of the temp- the Fifth Temptation. You know, younger that was on um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That was also on the Temptations <laughs> for some reason. The black younger. Papa was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> Man, it was a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Bro, you know, I got to draw my voice. I'll be like dragging shit out. So Obama mad drawing shit out with that long, deep ass voice, bro. That'd be crazy, though. Michelle! Excellent. It's like, nah. No, I don't want that. I don't want that. Nah, but I want you to, I put, I want you to put that big dunk on my face. <laughs> imagine, imagine, imagine Obama talking sexy to Michelle. Yo, can you turn him down, though? Can you turn him down, though? Can you turn him down? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want you to put that big juicy thing on my face. On the show. Right on my probably face. Probably call her Mimi or something. You know, you know, he probably he seemed like the type. He got a nickname for Michelle. Call her Shelly or something like that. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she, she called call her Shelly. Shelly. Probably Lele. <laughs> now ain't nothing in the beginning, just the end. Lele. <laughs> Lele, where you at? Where where are you? Where where are you? <laughs> so look, free will, man. Chris, I was thinking about this, man. Uh, you're an artist, you are many things. And like this one example came up uh, around free will and determinism. For those of us who are like, Mike, what are you talking about free will and determinism? Uh, free will is the idea that humans, us, we are able to make decisions in life, make choices, right? Whenever we encounter a situation, we make a choice around what we will do. Determinism says things are already kind of like predetermined or the impacts of life will decide for you what you do. So example, Chris, you're an artist. A question around free will would be like, you chose to be an artist, right? You decided to pick up a piece of paper, some crayons probably at the time, or a pencil, then it evolved to a brush, et cetera, right? You made that decision. Determinism would say you did that because of your relationship in your home, right? Maybe not being there, say, with your parents. And so you and your brother connected a lot. And one of the best ways you could connect would be through art, right? So you were forced into art, not that you made a decision to be an artist. And so I see both sides of that. But I struggle with it because, as you probably know, I'm an agency efficacy dude, sense of control, the ability to get shit done. Like, that's the kind of person that I am. I also know that the world does impose itself on you, right? I just can't accept that 
when the world imposes itself on me that I'm just doing what I'm being instructed or imposed to do. And so I wanted to know where your thoughts on with that. And I wanted to use that specific example just to give folks an idea of like where this conversation is going to go. But just like even thinking of yourself as an artist, or even if you don't want to go there with artistry, like what do you feel about free will and determinism? Like what camp are you in? Do you believe in both or you believe in one or the other? So this is, this is, I goes back. I'm going to put on my, my big boy hat here, my, my, my reading hat, my real rare hat. And go okay. to determinism is basically one of the old, the new age terms for fate. Was it fate? Was it fated for you to do said thing? Yeah. And I'm somebody who's always, since I've uh, encountered the idea of fate, I've always thought it's one of the most interesting things in life. Is fate something that man's designed to struggle against? Or is it something that is inevitable? And those are the two, that's something I've always encountered since I was a young man. Because I've always say that, you know, you got to make good decisions in life. Everybody, you get a decision, you got an A and a B, and life is a right. series of rooms. I said all this the first season, the second season. Life is a series of rooms. It's all about how you spend your time in these rooms, da, da, da. Or it's always about the choices you make and the people that you choose to keep in the room with you, da, da, da. So I say all that to say, I'm somebody that's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. You get put into situations by your choices, but your choices are ultimately not determined by external factor because you determine where you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like a make your mm -hmm. own adventure book. The story okay. is written. You're F, I, and I, I do believe that everyone's story is written. It's just up to you to fulfill your potential. Did that make sense? It's, it's really the part for me that I'm struggling with is that your story is already written. Like, let's break that down. What do you mean by your story is already written? So there's, there's a, everyone's story is written. There's only a, I think there's only a finite number of, ex, of um, solutions or ends to everyone's story. And it's mm -hmm. up to you to figure out how you're going to get to certain ends. Like, I feel like, like, you know, this is one of my favorite people, Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z is an example of somebody who maximized their potential and ended with the best possible outcome as a person started out how he started out with. Yeah. What is, what, is it possible for a young black kid from the inner city of New York in the 1960s to become a billionaire? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's slim to none. The, check, the odds are slim to none. But he yeah. manifested that through making excellent choices. Even the choices that were bad, he still mm -hmm. learned from those mistakes to grow further and grow forward and fail forward to get to where he is today. While you have somebody mm -hmm. who would be like um, another one of my favorite people, Kanye West, who someone from a two family home, mom is mm -hmm. a professor, dad's an activist, political figure, teaching you about art, culture, mm -hmm. da da da. Would you say that this person has the potential to be a multi billionaire? You'd probably be like, ah, oh, probably more. Better chances. Jay Z. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But that's now been curved by choices, like lifestyle choices, things that have ultimately affected his cultural cachet. And that's the ultimate currency you have when you're an influencer is your control over the masses. And if you have the masses turn on you, you no longer have the same leverage you once had in business dealings. Therefore, you are not able to maximize your potential and become successful in that aspect if that's your end goal. And as someone who's now made it very apparently clear, his goal was to become one of the most wealthiest people in the world. He's fumbled that. Because you 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 fumbled your leverage, you messed up your yeah. leverage. So, yeah. you know, it's about the choices you make. So it's like I feel like like the same thing with like uh, drugs addicts and stuff like that. You can be that's a possible outcome for anybody. Anybody become mm -hmm. a drug addict. It depends if you decide to go down a path of drugs. You know what I'm saying? Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Like everyone has We all have archetypes. We all have roadmaps to our lives that have already been preconceived. It's just all about the decisions you make to avoid certain paths. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like a make your own adventure book. I feel like everything is finite. Everything's determined for you. It's just you got to figure out what you're going to do to avoid certain outcomes and get to where you want to go. So that's interesting because I think so. The one concept I've tried to explain about how I see life, I tell folks like I see multiple visions of what my life can be in any particular path. Say, for example, we started the podcast. Right. And I can see multiple paths that we can go with this, right? It can stay right where it is, or it could have stayed right where it was, right? Just audio only. We want awards off of audio only, right? We could have stayed there, but we said we wanted to go bigger. So we went to video, right? And there's this whole path with video that can take us off into television. It can go off, roll off into specials. We can do stand up. We can do show. Like, there's so many different paths that we have. All of them are plausible and the probability of them will be determined on the work that we do, right? And the actions that we take along the way will then start to increase the odds and probability of one of those visions and realities becoming our reality. Right. And so when I, when I, when I explain like this to people, um, 
because I'm a planner, <laughs> right? This is what I plan out. It's not that I need to go step by step of the plan. I just know that there are multiple realities and I am trying to decide which path that I want to go, right? Because there's a particular end goal. There's also the reality that life will happen and you won't be able to control everything. So although I want to go path A, life may be pushing me to path B, right? Or it might be pushing me to path C and I can still make decisions in there because I'm fighting against both the fate, but then also the decisions that I make. So I'm hearing you say that there's both here. And if that is the case, then that would, would be called soft determinism. It's like where both exist. There are the way life and its constraints, how it imposes itself on you. But then there's also the decisions you make once you are living a life. Both happen at yes. the same time. Yes. So and it's, and it's like the idea of being mm -hmm. a struggler. So I feel like that's one of the archetypes that in today's society, we no longer try to honor is the, at the path of the struggler, the person that against all odds wills themselves mm -hmm. into a position where they were not supposed to be. I so feel it's like, like one of the greatest stories. Like, is this to that Jay-Z example? But go ahead to the new one. I'm sorry. My fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. Can, 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 no problem. Kind of. I feel like uh, to me, my, 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 my connection to the struggler will be the book, the, the manga Berserk and the story of Guts. Who started out as a little boy in a war torn world torn society, and he literally gets sexually assaulted in the first couple chapters as a boy by a giant man, and he has to fight and and go to war with this man who is also his sexual assault person. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's it's wild, the but eventually yeah. he grows up to be strong enough to kill this individual, like to get mm -hmm. his vengeance. I like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the that's the, but he he had like the story. If you read Berserk, anybody, all my manga readers out there, all my anime heads out there, y'all know what I'm talking about. Berserk, wild as a mug. Like the most trying things that can happen to a man, and I mean that, that in the most traditional sense. The most trying mm -hmm. things that can happen to a man, guts encounters within the first like hundred chapters of the jump. It's like, and you be reading it. It's like, man, this man can't get a win to save his life. Like it just get worse and worse yeah. and worse. And worse and worse, but he still find a will to be like, no, I got to do this for myself. I got to do this for my girl because I love her. I got to do this mm. for the people that I want to love and protect. I got to keep staying alive. I got to struggle. I got to fight. I got to achieve vengeance. You listen to the podcast. We have merchandise. We got hoodies. We got tees. Right? We got hats. We got patches. We got raincoats. We got, I mean, we got condoms. We got lighters, you know what I'm saying? We got perf control. We got uh, we got flip flops. We got paddles, you know what I'm saying? We got beads, waist and anal, you know what I'm saying? We got uh, <laughs> we got we got magic wands. You know I'm talking about for pulling rabbits out of hat and pulling birds out the nest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'll go ahead and go up to beyondhoodandevil.com backslash shop. Get your merch today. Thank you. And it's it's bugged out. But that's what it is. Like sometimes you get success. They say success is the best revenge. That's a yeah. that's a path. I feel like that's the path for the struggler. Like somebody who mm. became overwhelmingly successful in the face of impossible odds. That's the path mm. for the struggler. And I feel like that's something that, in a way, I've been in in that situation a lot in my life. Like somebody that's overcoming odd after odd after odd. Like things don't work out, and I still mm -hmm. got to keep my head on straight. Still got to keep pushing. Still got to keep moving forward. Cause ain't nobody don't want nobody care at the end of the day. Like I always say, man, nobody care. Push it down, be a man, keep moving forward, survive in advance. So, you know, in that instance, you know, I wouldn't say it's self determination because you you still got to struggle against fate because fate is pulling you in the direction that it wants you to go. It wants you to fall mm -hmm. into depression. It wants you to fall into anxiousness. It wants you to fall into self doubt. It wants you to fall into disbelief. It wants you to fall into nihilism. But you got to be like, nah, bro, I'm gonna keep moving forward and keep my head and I'm gonna stay positive. Like I don't want to have to encounter all those thoughts. You got to fight that. And I feel like it's a constant battle because there's so much in life that can make you feel that way. Like, man, I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not this. And that's why mm -hmm. I go back to what I say in second season and what I learned from Sinful to P. Yeah, wake up in the morning. There he is. That's definition <laughs> of a point. I got it. I got it. Exactly. After three seasons. It took, exactly. took me a whole season to get there. <laughs> but you got it. But you got it. And, that, and, it's, and that's why I say it so much because I want people to just listen and oh damn mm. man, you gotta feel that, man. You gotta really feel you the best definition of important, man. <laughs> and that's that if that's not the case, you're not gonna be able to get what you need from nobody. You're not gonna be able to have conversations because you won't think that your value is high enough to say what you need. You gotta know mm. that you could you should be have the the room to say what you need from somebody or to say what you need in your workplace or say what you need in your relationship mm. or say what you need from your family. Because if you don't let mm. what you need be known, you can't be upset when you don't get it. Mm. And I feel like that's a lot of, that's why a lot of discontent is sold in the world, man. People are here discontent, but they aren't able to communicate clearly what they want and what they need from people. 
So, you know, it is what it is, man. Push it down. Be a man. Say what you need to say. I'll say it. Say what you need to say. <laughs> I'll say it. Say what, say you, what need you need to say. say. <laughs> <laughs> now, yo, so there was this, there's a few threads here, man. And, I, and, and one is around fate, right? Mm. And um, what would you say fate is ultimately determined by? Is it like the universe? Is it a central source? Like what, what, what would you say, like what, what comprises or determines fate? I think fate is a, is a tool of circumstance. Say more. I think that it's the number one tool of circumstance. Your circumstance determines where you're going to be able to go, what tools and what assets you have available to you to help you either get out of the situation you're in. Cause I always think about it from that, like the net I think the net positive, not the net negative. So if you're starting in a okay. bad situation, you got to look around and be like, okay, what, what do I have around me to get me out of mm-hmm. this situation? You can't think, you can't look around when you're in a bad situation and be like, man, there's so much going on. They just focus on the negative. You got to see what you got that can get you out of here. So like to bring it back to your um, example with me with art. I, mm-hmm. Growing up, it was a lot of societal things going on. It was a lot of social pressures. It was a lot of things going on at home where I just felt a need to escape, <laughs> which is why I like reading books, which is why I like playing fantasy games, which is why I like drawing, which is why I like cartoons. To this day, that's how mm-hmm. I escape. Like, if I'm day. going through something, I play, I play video games, I draw, I write a rap. I do something creative to express that those feelings of discontent that I have to deal mm-hmm. with those feelings of anxiousness and that's why i always be like mm. people like oh depression is this depression is that it's like nah but at the same time if you the first step is realizing like okay i, I got i'm feeling this type of way let me let me figure out a way to get this out what can i do to help me encounter this to really face this down what tools mm-hmm. do i have at my disposal right now that can get me out of this situation so mm-hmm. that's why i say that's why I go back to what you're saying what i was saying about the circumstance if you have uh, more means you have greater circumstance. You have a, you're in a better circumstance than so, someone that has no means. That's why I want to go so next. That means that yeah. So that means that if you look at it like that, you got to keep thinking about it like that. So and that's and it's going to sound crazy, but that's why I think about capitalism as the same way. People like capitalism is bad. Capitalism capitalism is bad. Yeah, it's it's got its negatives, but it's only one. Of, it's one of the few things that you can literally change your whole circumstance if you find the right assets to boost you up to that next level. And a lot of other systems, you, that don't matter how good you are. It don't matter Your how fate is already you determined. Are. It, well, yes, because like think about the caste system in India. You can be the you can be a, a genius level artist, a genius level scientist, a genius level intellect, a genius level performer, a genius level comedian. It don't mm-hmm. matter because the caste system is in place. You can't struggle against a system, a liter- a governmental, societal, systematic structure that is designed to keep people that are darker down. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> Unless you're going to try and galvanize all the darkies together. And we see what happened. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, you know what I'm saying? Tupac. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get, you get sniped. <laughs> they get you out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, you got to think about it like Yeah, you got to think about it like that. That's why people be coming over here to America because it's one of the last vestiges of actual, like self-determination. It's still possible to struggle mm. against fate. Because what, what you, your options are the A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way to Z. You just got to figure out what can you do to get to where you want to go. That's all it is. And that's why I think, you know, free will is the tool of those to struggle against our predestined archetypal endings. You know what I'm saying? If Mm -hmm. like, it's a make your own adventure book. So. That's you know, a motivational speaker, dog. Right. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, bro. Hey, hey, hey. I thought this was my role. I thought this was my role. But I guess I'm just here to facilitate this discussion. I'm just here to facilitate this conversation. No, but it, it makes me think. Uh, it makes me think of this Vince Staples uh, lyric when he said, "When bad things happen to people that didn't deserve it, it's fate." Right. Yeah. And so it's yeah. it's it's tough, man. Because. And I like that you also talked about the flip side of it, because, you know, we're talking about our inherent struggle with what we're born into. Right. You know, and all these things. Yeah. There's other people who are born into extreme wealth. They're born independent on a country in the right ethnic class. Right. They identify with the right race. And so they have different projections and the probability of them going off and doing great things is a bit easier. It's a bit it's, it's a lot more known. And that's the expectation is for you to go off. But not all of not all of those people who have who are born on third base. Mm-hmm. Are able to live with those expectations, manage those expectations, and even to meet them and then exceed them. Right? We all know people who have who have the family, the ideal family archetype. They have the wealth, and they're in drug rehab. They died. 
right? Mm-hmm. Whether they took their own life mm-hmm. or they were in unfortunate situations. And so I, I think in that too, like their fate, they struggle against their fate in many ways, right? And so it's a different struggle because it's not preordained that you will have a sort of lower quality life or you would have, you know, a future that's not bright. It's that your future is bright. You're going to have a high quality life, but you're still struggling with all the resources and privilege that you now have access to because you're still going through human shit, which is the struggle, right? It's it's, it's a slight transition, but I think about ambition, right? When it comes to like Mm -hmm. fate. And I think people who believe in fate, uh, I I also want to like toe the line a little bit with like faith, right? Fate and then faith. Mm. Um, And then Mm. there's a lot of people who have blind faith, right? So if you believe in, you know, God or central source, you believe that things are preordained or, you know, people say God got me, right? And so there is sort of like this Mm. blind faith, or even if it's about, uh, say like money, people may not think about it, but like we have a blind faith in money. Somebody give you a dollar, it's going to be worth a dollar, right? Somebody says a snicker costs a dollar, you're going to give them a dollar and they're going to give you a snicker. You have a blind faith in this transaction that we're making. I think the challenge with that is it takes away your moral responsibility, right? And your moral obligations in that. And so the part around fate is that like, you know, if I want to flip the script, if you're going to do something terrible, was it already preordained? That's your fate. And so like for me, when people bring up that, like when I bring up that part of the discussion, it's like, it gets difficult to say that fate is a thing that we should just blindly believe in. Because if you think that we're just doing things, we're just operating toward fate, I'm not going to take responsibility for anything that I do. But if I believe that I have the ability to make decisions, then we have to talk about your moral obligations. You're now making choices. And so, Chris, I kind of went around in a little world there. Um, I actually don't even know where I wanted to end with that. Where I wanted to get back to is ambition. It's like, are you less ambitious if you operate with and believe in fate? And could you be more ambitious if you believe in free will? I hear what you're saying, but this is my belief in ambition. Ambition, the more ambitious you are, there has to be a level of ignorance that you need to be ambitious. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I don't mean that you're stupid. I mean, you just don't know what's to come next. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a whole saying that ignorance is bliss. So if you don't know something, you can feel good about going blind into it. You don't know what's to come. Yeah. But if you're somebody that know what's coming next, you're like, man, I'm not sure I'm willing to pay the, the, the dues to get to that place that I could be because... Mm-hmm. That, that road is a lot more arduous than where I am now. So this is me being a transparent in the moment. Uh, you, Gotti, as you like to call him, I just call him Brian, but you call him Gotti. Um, Kenny, my grandmother, um, most people I interact with in, in a professional sense, they always, y'all always tell me, Chris, start a business. Start a business, Chris. And I'm like, I got a business. He's like, no, you don't. You got something that make you money from time to time when you want to make some money from time to time. That's not a business, Chris. You thought a business. You keep saying you want to go and do this. You want to get hired somewhere and do this and do that and do this and do this. But at the end of the day, Chris, you don't want to work for nobody because you always say people dumb. And it don't make sense for you to be working for somebody when you could work for yourself because you're smart and you're talented. <laughs> so what's the issue? <laughs> so that's that's the conversation I'm talking. And it's not every time I hear it so much. It's like, oh, here we go again. Somebody telling me I'm smart, talented. I need to do my own thing. I don't want to mm-hmm. hear that. I want to go for the path of least resistance. Why? <laughs> why? 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 FBFYBJ made want to go for the la- path of <laughs> least resistance? <laughs> because it's easier. It's just easier, bro. It's it's easier mm-hmm. to, to let the the mediocrity wash over you and just get a check every week than me having to hustle to become to live the life that I probably should lead. And that's something that mm. took me a long time to get to, but I've been got there. That's why every time I hear it, it's like, yeah, it sounds good, but it's going to be hard. And I don't want to do something that's hard because I did. My whole life was hard my whole life, and it's been mad easy since it stopped being hard. So why am I going to make it hard again <laughs> to live a life that's easier later on? You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. Yeah. It's like I, I'm, I'm yeah. tired. It's like a sense of like I'm tired of having to struggle all the time, dog. I just want it to be easy for me. Why I got to be a struggler? And then you get into religion. You, they be like, God give his hardest task to his strongest soldiers. Why I gotta be strong? Why I gotta be a stronger soldier? <laughs> I'm tired of. I'm always a stronger soldier. People always put stuff on me, always, and I always come through. When when somebody gonna come through for me, Mo? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's and that's real talk. Like that's me just being real, real candid right now. Like I'm tired of mm-hmm. always having to be strong. Tired of always having to be the biggest man. Tired of always having to be the anchor point. Tired of always having to be the linchpin. Tired of always being the steam. 
I'm just trying to be the wings, man. Somebody carry me for once. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I want. That's why I like the, the 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 mediocrity of a job. Should I start a business? Yes. If I started it and I went hard at it for 90 days, is would I probably make what I need to make? Would I probably make my current salary in the first 90 days if I went hard in my business? Yes. I know that. But the that 90 day stretch of me going hard, it's yeah. hard, bro. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard, bro. So, mm-hmm. you know, when in that, it's like I don't even know it's hard. Cause I've done pieces of it in other ways. I've done pieces for entrepreneurship. I've helped other entrepreneurs. So it's like, they, mm-hmm. if this person is able to pay me this much and they started a business, imagine what I can make if they, if this person's making this much and they don't even have the skills I have. That's the how my brain works. But it's like, well, what are the pieces they don't that they know that I don't know that makes them able to operate in such a way? I don't have that. Like I don't want to have to get into that because I know a lot and I think I always think things the long way. Not necessarily the steps yeah. to get there. So it's like me thinking as somebody that's thinking, well, I go, I want to do this and I know I should be doing this, but it's the steps to get there that I don't want to, that I don't really know. And I don't know how to research or get to that mm-hmm. may, it prevent me from doing it. So it's like, but if I was ignorant about, if I just like a little kid, like, mm-hmm. man, I just want to be rich. I just want to start a successful business. That's ignorance is bliss. That's ambitious. So I'm going to be ambitious enough to start it. I'm starting a business right now. Don't know how to leverage a book. Don't know how to get a client. Don't know how to get a contract. Don't know how to do mm. this. Don't know how to, don't even know the language to use to re- look it up. Those things don't scare me because I don't know. I'm somebody yeah. that know. So it's like, dog, all that stuff I got to do, I'm not about to do all that shit. No, I'm just about to chill, get this dumb ass, do this dumb ass fly for these motherfuckers that don't know what they talking about. And then I'm going to get my period. That's it. I'm, it's, it's a transaction. That's what I want. So, you know, one of my favorite quotes, and I'm taking a lot of yeah, time. No, 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 I'm, no, no, I'm listening. Is my it's from Nobunaga or Sao Sao. One of the I think they they basically the same person in different countries. Sao Sao is for China and Nobunaga's mm-hmm. for Japan. The quote is, "My ambition cannot be stopped." And that's the, when I first heard that when I was little, it sent yeah. chills down my spine because I I realized like that's it. That's the that's a phrase that I I appreciate and I rec- I can, I connect to. My ambition cannot be stopped. Mm-hmm. Do I see myself as someone who can be the greatest? Yes, but. And that is a lot of ignorance because both Sao Sao and Nogunaga had no idea what was to come with that ambition. They didn't yeah. know. All they knew was that they wanted to be the champion of chaos. They wanted to unify their selective, their respective nations. That's it. Mm-hmm. They didn't know all the things that was come with that, all the families they're going to be responsible for, all the rules they would have to break, all the people they have to kill, all the loved ones they have to kill, all the countries they would lose, all the men they would lose, like the things that you had to pay, the, the dues you got to put in, like I said earlier, all the dues you got to pay to achieve this goal. They didn't know that was coming. They just had the ambition and the ambitions is married to ignorance. So the more you know, the less ambitious I feel like you are. Because it's like, dog, I know what come with that and I don't want that. Mm. So, so even if you, the, you know, let's say the, the fruits of your labor, right? You, the, 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 we, we, we grow the tree to eat the fruits. And right now what I'm hearing from you is like, yeah, but the patience to grow that damn tree, the resources you need to grow that damn tree, right? The things that need to happen around you in order for that tree to grow exactly from the sun to the, the rain to the land itself, right? Like there's so many variables that go into making this tree the thing it needs to be to bear fruit that even tastes good, right? That, that's another piece to it too. The fruit got to taste good. Um, so th- there's so many things that need to go well in order for you to get there. So Chris, I think my, my question is, so is fate just an endpoint? Does it have anything to do with something that is predetermined for you or is fate just the end point of whatever decisions that you make? I, I think it's a faded end. Yeah. Like I faded and it's like, like I said, it's like I kept saying, it's the end of your storybook. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the culmination of all your choices. That's your fate. Mm-hmm. You, you are who you choose to become. It's just, but, but who you were going to become was predetermined by your choices. Do that make sense? So your it's options. Circular, your, circular in that way. Yes. Yes. Your options are there. You're going to reach an endpoint, but we don't know which endpoint. Yes, the, the t- options you had were presented in each situation, situation by situation, room by room you were in, the choices you made led to that predetermined outcome. But it's all mm-hmm. about the choices you made. That outcome changes based on the choices you make getting there. So I still, and that's what I'm trying to say. It's like they, they one hand washes the other. They all tools of each other. I think that your choices are a part of your free will, but the, the, but things are predetermined for you based on those choices. Every choice you get another, you get another little spiral, another little spiral, another little spiral. So this this is gonna sound crazy. This, this is gonna sound crazy. So when I was a little boy, I had I had a I had multiple opportunities, like what they call it, core events, like they did in Spider Man, core events. When I was a little boy, I had this girl walk up to me in kindergarten and she licked my chest. 
So and I and I remember when I was little, I was a boat. I had to be in kindergarten. I was like, yeah, I had a choice to make. It's like, do I do I uh, do I escalate this? And I don't know what that means at the time, but now as an adult, it's like, do I escalate this situation and see where it goes? Or do I cower away from this because it's too advanced? Mm -hmm. And I remember in that moment, I was like, and I remember I thought about it in that moment. Like you had everybody say that became self-aware when I was five. Nah, bro. That's when I became self-aware. I was like, this choice is going to lead me somewhere. I was in kindergarten, bro. I was like, nah, I'm going to cower away from this because it's too advanced. I'm still trying to, Mm. I'm going, I'm in school to learn. I'm not in here. Yeah. get my chest lit you know what i'm saying like and, and that's a real thing like you gotta think think about that like that's a choice out there you know and i got other things like that that happened in my life like oh i could go do this I could, I could do. it's like these moments led me to where i am today you know what i'm saying so it's like that's yeah. this i'm at my predetermined point which is why i feel like if you think you think think about life like it's a video game or whatever or it's like a system or a simulation that's why i keep repeating the same year over and over because i haven't figured out what i should be doing because i keep making the same choices that lead me down the same path if I want to mm. do something different, I got to make a different choice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I got to prioritize something different. I've done everything I was supposed to do, and that's kept me here. But everything I was supposed to do is only going to keep me here. I got to do something different. I got to do something that I think I shouldn't be doing in order to progress in a way that I want to go forward so I can have new experiences, new adventures, and have new outcomes. You, you get what I'm saying? And I yeah. recognize that as somebody who is conscious and someone who does think and someone who is reflective. But again, it's like, do I want to undergo that level of struggle yet again. It's like, no, yeah. <laughs> I because as somebody who come from the trenches, I don't want to go back into the trenches, but at a different level where you got to be this fake individual. You got to put on this voice. Hey, I, my name is Chris. Uh, nice to meet you all. Uh, I, I'm here. Um, thank you for hiring my consultancy. Uh, I, I really appreciate you all taking the time out to meet with me to see what you all need. Like, I don't want to talk like that. I don't want to be that guy put on a, nah. soup, a goofy, big ass, you know, suit until I get some bread so I can get a nice suit. Like, I'm not trying to do all that, bro. Cut my hair all low and I'm not trying to do, I'm trying to be myself. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, by prioritizing what I want, is that going to lead to where I want to be though? The answer is Mm. probably no. So it's like, I got, and I've been trying to work to finesse to get a medium, a happy medium. Mm. So, you know, and that's my story about my personal story about the self-determination and free will. It's like, I know what I'm doing wrong. Everybody I know around me is leveling up. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? Everyone is leveling up except me. I've been in the same spot and I came out the gate hot. I was ahead mm-hmm. of everybody, but now everybody done caught up and surpassed me. And it's like, dog, what am I doing wrong? It's I'm in the same spot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's so. tough because well, there, there's a few things. One, I want to take it back to the little girl that licked your chest. Uh, what was happening in this little girl's home for her, for her to do those things uh, to another little kid on the playground? So I just want to bless her heart and her you home. You don't need to be asking yourself that. You need to be asking yourself how good I was looking as a kindergarten. You know what I'm saying? Have a girl. Y'all wish I could have a girl lick your chest in kindergarten. It never happened. Y'all was dirty, dusty, disgusting. You know what I'm saying? I was smelling good, looking good, chocolate champ. Out the gate. You know what I'm saying? In my adult mind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know you're not talking to me about this, right? You know you're not talking to me. You're talking to everybody else. Because, you know, I, 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 cause, you know I, I had me a little girlfriend in first grade. You know what I'm saying? My, my, my girlfriend was in Connecticut. That's why I used to say. I used to say she, she, she in Connecticut. You know how that go. You'd be like, you got a girlfriend? <laughs> My girlfriend did not exist. I'm just saying. And <laughs> first kiss? Exist. First kiss? I don't even want to tell folks. They'd be like, Mike, you, yeah, you know, LA, we fast. I ain't gonna lie. If you live in LA, boy. you live in LA, we move a little fast here. You know what I'm saying? We move a little fast and you got to keep up with the competition because if you're not going to do it, brother going to do it. And if brother going to do it, he's going to get your lady. So you got to do it for your lady. And if your lady not going to do it over there, she goes, she going to do it. And if she don't do it, so you got to, you got to move a little fast. But I had my first kiss in elementary school. I'm not going to name the grade I was in, but I'm going to just say I wasn't a fifth grader. It was earlier. Like, like, like doing shit you're not supposed to do, Chris. Um, so, and I want to boil it back down to the start then. Like everything, you know, your options, your paths in life are already created for you. And then you start to walk paths and make decisions. And then you ultimately end up with your faith, which is whatever it is at the end of your story. Is it possible, though, to expand your option or do we start with infinite options? Right. Because Jay-Z and then just let's go back to him because we were talking about just the big leap that he made. Right. Um, or even President Obama. You know what I mean? Like, you know, from where he started to like where he ended, president of the free world. Right. Was that always an option? And is that an option for all of us? You know what I mean? If we're talking about maximizing our opportunities, optimizing our opportunities, it's like anything really possible. And then as we go, we start to shrink those opportunities or grow those opportunities. Like for me, I'm trying to understand that part. Or is it like we only got these certain amount of options and we're just going to grow into them? Because if that is the case, then things will be preordained. 
we have some choice, but if we still gonna end up there. I think it's nature versus nurture. I'm listening. Like you talk, you talking nature versus nurture. And I've always been somebody saying it's a combination of both things. You know what I'm saying? Like it's both. not either or. It's yes and. It's both. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's both. It's, both. It's, it's your circumstance determined. And as you increase your circumstance with the things that, with the tools that are around you, you begin to know more and more options. Like Kenny was somebody in my life that helped me to understand my circumstance had changed because I was very much content where I was. I was like, I don't want more. I got everything I need. I'm from Anacostia Southeast. I did this. I'm doing, I got my own spot. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I got my little girl. You know what I'm saying? I got, you know, got my job. We can go do whatever we want. Vacation, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving. That's great for me. Like, that's from zero, zero. Like, I ain't never, you know what I'm saying? Sure. We ain't have a lot. <laughs> we ain't have a lot. You know what I'm saying? So to have, to be having things, I was like, man, I did it. I made it. I'm yeah. upper middle class, more or less. Then that's yeah. from low, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, at the bottom. <laughs> People are like, oh, I made it out the mud. Nigga, I was the, I was the rocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's the rocks. <laughs> I was at the bottom of the mud, man. But some people mm-hmm. be the some people be the the sediment, the sand. That's different. I wasn't the sand. I was a rock. I was at least I was put together. I heard stories. Some people, man, they the sand. Like it's like, oh, you really ain't had nothing, bro. Your your foundation was was dirt, bro. That's crazy. That's how I be feeling like talking to you and hearing your stories. I'd be like, damn, I thought I was <laughs> somebody yeah, had you worse. Was above, you was on the land. You was on the land. You was on the land. You know what I'm saying? I, I had to make it out of the land. You was on Shout land. Your feet was on the land. Yeah, Shout your feet moms. was on the land. But it's like, I, and that's what I'm saying. It's people that had it worse off than me. And it's like, I know, the, I remember those Man. things like, dog, you really doing bad. Like, I thought I'm down bad. I know you down bad. That's crazy. So that's what I was saying, though. It was like, yes, and. So when your circumstance increase, you begin to have better options. So you can expand your options. Yes, you can. Infinitely, you can expand your options. But those okay. options are all predetermined for you already. They already did. Like, again, it's, all, it's only a finite number of ways your life can go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you, it's up to the choices you make to get to those places. Like people that, like I always say, all oh, you when people wake up, you, they rolled the dice and ended up white and still lost, it's because they didn't use it right. It's the choices they made as a white person. They didn't use lever. Like it's like, <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy. It's like if you're a young woman and you are beautiful, but you also are smart, you should learn to prioritize while you're young your beauty and use your brain to leverage your beauty to get what you want. Yeah. And I feel like that's something, you, and I feel like as uh, as, a, as I get older, I begin to realize that, that the impact of that. Like if, when I had my sons or my daughters, hopefully sons, fingers crossed, I got to prioritize to them. Fitness is important. And they're not yeah. going to understand why until they get older. It's like you want to be attractive. Why? Because as a black man, if you are attractive, you have more success in corporate environments as mm-hmm. opposed to if you're pudgy. You look around. If you look around, these stereotypes don't exist for no reason. There's there's a thing about that. Your presentation is a conversation. People want you to look mm. a certain way. They and those those implicit biases we have. As much as people be like, oh, I'm going to unpack my biases. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. These are societal mm. and cultural things that you are instilled in you and fed to you since you were a baby. When you were a baby, Man. you love everybody, but you get you are taught to dislike certain things. As much as you think it's your choice, it's not. You're taught that mm-hmm. by your experiences and the people around you. And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to, I'm, I'm not no like parent or nothing, but it's like, I, man, I already know, man. My, my, if my kid unsuccessful, bro, I'm going to be like, dog, I gave you all the motherfucking tools, nigga. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, bro, I couldn't give you more tools, bro. I pulled it to you, bro. You was old form, bro. You know what I'm saying? I gave you all the tools and I gave you the space to learn. Like, you got to, yeah. you can't, you can't, I gave you both things. I gave you the information and the ability to execute, to figure it out. And it gave you the, the safety net to have space. My man, yeah. I was operating with no safety net. I was the safety net, my man. <laughs> I created. So, yeah, I created it, bro. So, like, you got to you gotta do even better than me, bro. So, I, that's a tangent. But at the same time, yeah, man, like, to answer your question, it's both, man. It's both. And I think even to take that example even further, if your kid doesn't maximize the opportunities that you set out for them, you know, that's them fumbling it. Right? And then it's the, it's the nature of the nurture. You tried to nurture something, but it wasn't in their nature to do it. Right, because they got one in for themselves, and so they got one in for themselves. They created their own fate. At the end of the day, so it's it's me moving and understanding that life is about and, right? And we've been saying this for a while, right? And I've even said like I'm an and man, right? It's this and this, and it depends on your perspective on how you navigate this and life, right? Knowing that you will reach a fate, there are things in life that impose on you, you ultimately have the ability to navigate life to your best abilities to create whatever fate that you want for yourself. Just because we don't went through the trenches and shit, didn't mean we were more equipped 
right? To, to, to navigate life. Yes, we have those personal struggles, right? And we can learn from that. That doesn't mean we were more equipped, just like somebody else who was in a household that had everything they wanted. We could perceive them as having everything they needed, but if they didn't have to go through the different struggles we had, they may not be equipped to live life, right? We all have different tools and skill sets based on our circumstances to be able to then use those and empower ourselves to move through life. And so there's not one way to do it, right? There's always going to be a different path that we're going to take. I think at the end of the day, for me, it's just really important to understand your own agency, right? Like that you can still make a decision because it's just really hard for me to believe that some entity beyond ourselves, right? is really just saying this is what's going to happen in your life and this is the path and just like walk it. I can't operate within that kind of blind faith because again, I feel like I would be less ambitious, right? Because I'd be like, oh, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen until it doesn't. <laughs> and then if it doesn't happen, was that fate? You know what I mean? Yeah, the, so, the idea so, was for me, it's, it's for me. Right? That phrase. Right? Like, it's kind of like, nah, because especially like, I'm going to take it here in a relationship. If, if that person wasn't, they wasn't for me. But it's like, you also didn't try to do the work <laughs> to show up to invest in that relationship, to try to, you know, work with this person, to come to a common ground, to compromise, to communicate, to allow yourself to be vulnerable, honest and transparent so that you can have the love that you're probably looking for. Right. And then when things don't go right, you then say, oh, well, it wasn't meant for me anyway. It's like, what are you talking about? You're removing yourself from your core responsibility and actually navigating and facilitating your relationship. You're moving yourself and allowing fate to just happen. And your faith that is going to be taken care of, like you're not going to get to where you want to go. But in that concept, Chris, yeah. people will say it was fake anyway. And that's just that's hard for me to accept. I just I just can't. I just can't do that. No, because you can't. It's not because you can't see it. Like again, you got to look at it from a, a net positive, not a net negative. That way you're looking at it. And let's get back to what I said about woke this, white man. You know what I'm saying? We we actually opposites. How we present on the podcast is opposite. I'm real caring about people and stuff. Mike don't care about people. That's that's like <laughs> I, I say that one more time. <laughs> Mike, Mike Annihilus, hey, at his at his core, he Annihilus, and I'm a I'm an optimist. You know what I'm saying? I always think things can get better. Mike's like, nah, shit fucked up. It's gonna stay that way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we've said it on wax. I've said I I, I, yeah. I am I, I want all these things. I just don't believe that people will do it. That we need a consensus to move our humanity and civilization forward. Chris, we can't get that. We've been trying for a millennia. So can you blame me? Yeah, we can't get on the same accord to really do this work. Why would I continue to believe that there's opportunity for change? Just because I want to have faith that we can? Again, you see, that's what you just did it. You Those are the optimal words. You believe and have faith in this and that and this and that. You got to affect who you can affect. Change mm-hmm. the people that's closest to you. That's all you can do. If everybody mm-hmm. had the idea that they were responsible for the people that's around them, mm-hmm. we would be in a better world. But we all operate in this idea that we are not communities. We operate like we are individuals moving around and then we mm-hmm. try to find another individual who's able to get on our program. That's not mm-hmm. how it should go. It should be, we should be all working together and feel like we are getting on each other's programs, finding that common ground in a consistent manner. That's not what I you agree. said. What is what I just said? Yeah, but, to, but you said that you, there's going to be people who are going to make a difference. There are people, you, you, the people. Yeah. Col- yeah, yeah I mean, uh, yes. And when we collectively operate in unison, we can really make things happen. That's what I'm saying. But that's, you saying it as everybody working together. No. Nobody. That's that's my perspective. You're not gonna get everybody to agree. You only can get your people to agree. People that look to you, people that know you. You you can vouch for. You only can vouch for as as far as you can reach. Mm-hmm. You talking about breaching beyond your what you can vouch for. That's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Like people be like, oh, I'm gonna reach across the aisle and like in politics. And then we gonna wrap it up because it's going long. And I don't want to talk about it because it's about to get into another totally different concept. But. Mm-hmm. Reaching across the aisle in politics is the worst metaphor ever. You shouldn't be reaching across the aisle. You should be looking to your left and to your right and getting those people to come on one accord. And then those people should be looking to their left and their right and getting those people to come on one accord. And then look to your left and your right and so on and so forth until you everybody look to their left, to their right. And all that, now you got a whole string of people that's all moving with one direction together with one compromised thing. And you know how much more powerful it is to have a bunch of people as opposed to trying to talk to somebody that's opposite of you? Why would you do that? And, that, and that's the that's the the number one thing is your foundation, your constituents, people that support you. You got to get those people on your team. And once they on your team, they typically don't leave your team. Once somebody think they you down for them and they down for you, they don't leave your team. They stay loyal. Mm-hmm. But you know, people out here be fake caring about stuff, doing whatever sound good, man. Tuh. Chris, I think we are getting to the same destination, just different paths, right? Because what you just, what at least when I'm here, let me know if I'm right or if I'm wrong. I'm off. So you look to your left. That's actually my right. <laughs> you look to your left. <laughs> you look to your right. And you focus on those people 
And then that person looks to their left and their right and so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. You start to build and expand that opportunity, that connective tissue, right? Because everyone's looking to their left and to their right. So you take care of what's around you. But if everyone's taking care of what's around them, that then allows us to be able to create that larger community that is needed for this work. I think the assumption that is being made when you hear me is that I'm saying reach across the aisle to people who don't agree with you, et cetera. I'm not saying that in particular. I'm saying at the end result, I want to get to where you're talking about. But you actually have a vision for how you get there. Look yeah. to your left, look to your right. I don't care about that. I just care that we get to the end place, that we're all commiserating together, that we're all together operating toward whatever this vision that we all agree to from looking from our left to our rights. Yeah. So, because if we can't do that, then we are designed to our fate to fail, which is what we're doing yes. right now, yeah. collectively, okay. Okay. right? So I think we are more in alignment than we think. And I'm going to make this really quick. I actually do think on the economic side of the discussion that we always have around like life and capitalism, all that shit. Yeah. I also think we are hyper aligned on that too. Just different paths to the definite, to the, to the destination. I actually think that is true, which is why we can do this podcast together. Cause we really don't disagree in the depths of many things. We just are nuanced in how we want to get there. And that's where we disagree is the path, but the destination is the same. And so for me, we two sides of the same system. We not the two sides of the same coin. <laughs> it's the same system, but it's different different pieces of the same system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, and that for me, Chris, at the end of the day, if I want to summarize all of my thoughts, it is that. As long as we get to the same destination, the path, to me, to you, you might care about the path. That's fine. Right? But you can't impose that on someone else. You can't design 100%. them to their... You can't, desi- you can't design and control their actions, right? Their, their ability to have some sense of agency and control. You can't control what that is for them. You can then say, as you watch their path and as you move along your path, that we're all operating you just and getting to the same place. Man, Chris, I appreciate this, dog. Because there's, there's, I think there's, there's a big part, especially when a lot of change happens in life and, you know, people are not really receptive to change because that means your foundations may be fractured or your perspective may need to change and you just kind of need to build back better. Um, they're not really receptive. <laughs> Look at me being a facilitator doing all these callbacks. You know what I'm saying? This is what I do. Ugh. Don't don't hey, don't handle me, man. Don't handle me. <laughs> don't need to be handled, man. <laughs> don't handle me, man. I'm not handling you. I, I say, I'm not handling you. I'm just saying. I'm I'm just trying to do a wrap up for the pod. That's all I'm trying to do. Uh, but I, I'll I'll summarize this to say. Hey, man, you have agency, you have control. Life is going to impose on you because life is going to happen because as I'm operating in life, Chris is operating in life, you're operating in life, and we're going to impact each other. But at the end of the day, we're all going to do, hopefully, what's in our best interest. And I believe what's in my best interest is what's in the best interest of you, right? And if I do what's in the best interest of me, what's in the best interest of you, we can do what's in the best interest of the collective. And if we all yeah. take that mentality, we can get to the same destination, even though our paths may be different. And that would be our design phase, is to end up in the same destination, even though our path right. may be different. And that's the podcast. Shout out Father Payne for the left and right uh, left and right example. He told me that in ninth grade. And that's something I carry with me to this day. Go back to successful people leaving clues, man. That's the podcast. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, too. We said that part. 